Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome back to another episode of the Keel Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Alex Keel, alongside me, the inside of the insider, <laughs> Tyler Keel. Your shoes are untied. I don't have any shoes on. Are you sure? Yep. Better take a look. I got socks on, buddy. Are your socks have laces on them? Because they're what untied. What is that? <laughs> what is that? We'll get to that later. We'll but get to that later. Uh, we well, got a lot. Yeah, to welcome talk. back. Uh, for those of you that still listen to us, thank you. If you if you don't, well, well, then you don't know. Well, obviously <laughs> you wouldn't be hearing this. You wouldn't be listening to us right now. Uh, make sure you know. I love our mom. You want to know why, mom? Yep, mom. What Baba do? Love mom because what Baba do? Well, she shared it. Uh, our link of SoundCloud to one of her friends, and uh, he put made a post on Facebook recently, and basically you know just saying you know, hey, go listen to these guys. And, and, and that's what I'm... Darn shame our, our, our stats don't say that. <laughs> and, and and you know what? That's what I'm up for. I, I like it when, you know... It always warms my heart. Well, when you never... Here's the thing. Listen, I don't I, I don't like posting on Facebook. But then again, I don't like being on Facebook at all. Facebook that's, is a great format. I don't like Facebook. I, I, for some reason... You know what? I think after this episode, we might just have to... Uh, I'm, make, not, I'm not creating a Facebook page. Then I'll do it. You create the Facebook page. I, I run, I'll run the Facebook page and then I'll run ads through it. Make us some money. You can't, okay, you need to be popular enough to run ads through it, Alex. We can't. Well, you can run ads through anything. It's just a matter of how much money you make. Kind of like how we were sponsored by Seat Giant for a hot second. Or. <laughs> Anyways, uh, but if you want to get the conversation for this week's episode, make sure you use the hashtag TheQPodcast. And if you want to tell Alex how bad his sponsorship idea is, Facebook idea is, use at TheQPodcast to talk to us directly and let him know. Let him know how you feel. Let him know how you get down deep inside. Let him know how you feel. Yeah. Let us know that you're listening. And oh, that share us to all your friends. Make well, sure, okay. make well, first sure of all, if they're spreading if, it. If they comment, pretty much it means they're listening. Or they listen to the first, you know, uh, how many seconds or whatever the show. Right. But if you do like what you're hearing, definitely make sure to share it with your friends, you know. You, you can got, download us. You can download us on you Google Play. You can download us on Google, Google Play. Play. You can uh, download us on the iTunes. Or even or on here on SoundCloud. Pod, on or SoundCloud? on the podcast store. The, or the uh, podcast, the uh, podcast store, the, the podca- podcatcher, the, the Apple podcatcher, whatever they call it. Pod, yeah, yeah. podcast channel. I, it's through iTunes. iTunes is funny. That's why it Google, is funny. Google Play is simple. Google and you go play. But Apple is 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 also good. We don't want to. You know, I like Fuji. Jazz apples are pretty good. Galas are really good. Red Delicious is overrated. Granny Smith is really just too sour for me. Did you know that they mass produce Fuji apple cider now? And it's not just during. See, I don't know. I get, it, you know what? I've been thing, we've been spoiled. Robinettes, man. I can't. Fuji do apple cider is not only during fall, but it's here's but it's but it's Fuji but, apples. But it, for uh, at least for us, for Southerners, maybe different. For people that don't have four seasons like we do, from the south, for the south, but like, they have four seasons. They 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 have they just skip. They have summer, summer, rain, rain, and then. Dear God, it's winter. Everyone, 20 miles an hour, blinkers no, on. No, no, they, they just shut down Florida. They just shut down Alabama. If there's an inch of snow, because nobody knows how to drive. Everyone's got their real-wheel drive cars or souped-up trucks. Like, I can go for, oh, no, we're flying off the highway again. Four-wheel tires, or four-wheel Four wheels drive, going each way. <laughs> four-wheel drive does not equal four-wheel brake. Talking about our Southerner uh, listeners and those in Alabama, uh, our thoughts and prayers go to the people that are the survivors or members of the family of the Fallen 23. There was a yes. tornado that went through there recently. Yes. Natural disasters are not something to play around with. Definitely if you live in the uh, southern half of the United States. Just uh, very accident prone, and it's it's very unfortunate. I mean, we've 
we've been through two tornadoes. We went through the trailer park. We had one a couple of years ago. I mean, they're they're not. I mean, they're they're not fun. They're not fun. Well, and even for us in the Midwest, the tornado, well, especially in Michigan, and more specifically Grand Rapids, which is a crater in the ground, it's very hard to experience a, a pure full-fledged tornado as... We also have the jet stream, too, over the airport. Correct. That's why up We're north, like, like Gaylord or even Kalamazoo has a better chance of getting it. Correct. We do, but it's, yeah, thoughts and prayers with the folks down there. And of course, also, thoughts and prayers with the Ted Lindsay family. As yes. For those that don't know, yesterday morning, the great Ted Lindsay, former Detroit Red Wing, former Chicago Blackhawk, not everyone remembers that, passed away at 93 yesterday morning, and... You know, everyone looks at it, calls him Terrible Ted by the way he played and the style. Scarface. He, uh, yes, he, I mean, I've, I've met the man. I was very young, but I met the man. I did too. Oh, you were there, yeah. No, I mean, like on a separate occasion, I met him at a Griffins game. Oh, yeah. well, there you go. Um, but, I mean, every, yes, he was one of the best, part of the production line. He was heart and soul, wings, tell him what have you. But his lasting impression is the Players Association. Yep, and that, that is the reason why they have the Ted Lindsay Award. For just the, for, for the, sp- specifically the when and and it's not just Ted Lindsay was the only guy, you know, making sure that people had health insurance and stuff like that and making sure that the the amenities and commodities that these players nowadays that they have were were not in the foreseeable future back in the day when you had these great players like Gordy Howe and Ted Lindsay and uh the Richards and all those players. You know, Ted Lindsay was, he was just one of the forefronting members. There's always a movement, but there has to be a leader. And Ted Lindsay was that for the team. But, I mean, it was, yeah, that's what he was. And that's why he got traded to Chicago, because he was starting to try to build one around the league. Yep, he tried. And he, Jack he tr- Adams, Mr. Dictator, pretty much, hey, Jack Adams, for all the great he did, the reason why he's the best coach, and that's why he's got the award named after him, he was the Adolf Hitler of hockey. And nobody wants to talk about that. Now, yes, I don't could, know about that. Okay, maybe a little bit of Mass but, genocide's one thing. Okay. Amenities for players is another. <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm saying? Fine. Yosef Stalin? No, okay, it was... Uh, Worse! <laughs> <laughs> Let's go Call of okay. Duty talk. Okay, Joseph yeah. Stalin has a way bigger kill streak than Adolf Hitler. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Though. He, he didn't care about Jack one Ad- that's, particular but people. That, it was a... Everybody. But that's why Jack Adams, though, was that's why he, who he was. He was a he was a dictator. He ran. You, you were a player. Who cares? He, you did not have any rights. You played first team. You got paid, and that was it. Ted Lindsay wanted more than that. That's why he's so important. That's why you have the players' union today. That's why they're able to talk. That's why. Guess what? There would be no CBA. What's a collective bargaining agreement? There's no CBA. There'd be no such thing as an arbitration court. Nope. There would be none of that. There would. Well, no there would be. It just wouldn't be in hockey. Contract negotiations. Psh. Who negotiates? Well, what, what do you do to negotiate? What on what grounds? You're a hockey player. You're a piece of meat. We can find someone else can do the same thing. I'm just saying. I mean, it's still kind of how it is with like putting play people on waivers and trading them away and stuff like that. But it's not as bad. Like you can't just straight up release players anymore. You have to put them on waivers. They have to go down in the minors. You can bury them. Yes, you can put them in a scratch, but you can't just cut them and just. I mean, for notice, Joe Murphy. Remember the is story? Is it possible to no, send you, somebody down to the coast? It would take. Oh, gosh. I don't know if you have to clear waivers again. I don't know about that. But you know what I'm saying, though? It's like... Because that's a really good question. Uh, I don't think you can. That'd be a real big of a stretch. Well... But you know what I'm saying, though? Yeah. You players can't just, have more rights and they have more Right. Say. There's more... Exactly. Ha, right. Thanks to Mr. Ted Lindsay. Yes. And... But it was... Um, but it's really a tragedy passing. I mean, I know the a lot of stuff in Detroit. Everyone's wearing a seven. Of course, Little Caesars Arena is all covering Ted Lindsay. Uh, the side of work... Which for it should be. Absolutely. Uh, the... the uh, Spin it is me. 
The Puck 77, we created, our, we turned our banner to Ted Lindsay. I mean, it's more that for him, it was always more than just playing. And that's what made him one of the best. And, you know, that's really the reason why, I mean, he's got the award. He's got his number up in the rafters alongside Gordie Howe and Alex Del Vecchio. Obviously, Alex Del Vecchio wasn't on the production line. but He was the second coming in the production line. He, he was. He took Sid Abel's spot. He did. And that's why he's like, got so many points. Like you said, one of the best. Um, Eight-time first-team All-Star, 11-time All-Star nominee. Um, Five-time Stanley Cup champion? Only five. I want to say four. No, yeah, it was, he was all because of the 50s was the yep. only time he won it. Four-time Stanley Cup champion. That's something um, people forget about Gordie Howe, too. He's only won four Stanley Cups. Because Detroit was only good. Let's be honest. There was 42 and 42 and 43 when I think Sid Howe was the leader of the Wings. Well, and how many cups did Wayne Gretzky win, though? Could have won 10. <laughs> Could have. Could have, would have, should have. But and you're the, right. But then the Anaheim Ducks went. Oh, shut up. It would have happened eventually. It would not have been as quick, though. Anyway, no. sorry. That's a, that's a discussion for the summer. Yes. Angry August. What Wayne Gretzky ruined the game. No. Okay, no. no. <laughs> Wayne Gretzky ruined How would Wayne Gretzky ruin hockey? Um, no. Uh, but. but you know who else is angry? Since you love my segues. Brian five or six? Probably. Oh, yeah, he's mad. Hey, he kept, Boucher, he kept, his pa- kept his pants on last time. And his last Guy video. Boucher fired. Fired? F-I-R-E-D. Fire. Fire. He was fired. Who is the bad to rock? Wrong team. And you know what? I'm going to quick quote Tim and Sid here on this one. Oh, boy. Now, for those that don't know, Tim and Sid, very popular sport. So for those in the States, part of the interruption, okay, Canadian. There you go. And a lot more sound effects, too. I'll say that because PTI doesn't do that as much. More hockey, less basketball and football. Ah, depends on the day. They love they love their basketball. Tim, Tim and Sid love their basketball. They love their football, too. Of course. Soccer. Soccer, you're right. Of course, well, Sid was going all off saying how Real Madrid sucks without Ronaldo, which they do. <laughs> they do. They lost today. My gosh. They're out, they're out of the Champions League. Is Manu still in it? Because I think Manu is. Anyways. I don't know. Sorry. Moving on. Um, so well, let's give some context here. So Monday, there's a press conference. Pierre Dorian, you know, we're a team. That guy. Uh, the guy that traded away Mark Stone, Eric Carlson, Matt Duchesne, Kyle Turris in the last, what, uh, 18 months? Would you say, Alex? Yeah. S18 months traded pretty much the best players on the Ottawa Senators. Because let's be honest, training Craig Anderson this way would get you a conditional seventh. Um, he said on Monday that Guy Boucher is the coach. He said in a press conference in front of people, in public, recorded. He said something like, he said, that's what he said. And he said, he's going to be our coach. He's going to be our guy. Which, okay, that's fine. You know, I mean, let's be honest. The team in right now that he has isn't the greatest. He's a defensive style coach that's trying to turn his defensive style into an offense, and it hasn't worked. Understandable. And then, if I'm not mistaken, on Thursday, he went on radio, went on quoted, he was quoted as saying that they're going to reevaluate, reevaluate the coaching position at the end of the regular season. Thursday, this past Thursday, so that would have been the February 28th, right, Alex? Right. Right. So they go to, so you go to Friday morning. I wake up. Okay, don't forget, sorry, I should have mentioned the Senators played on Thursday night and they lost. Pierre Dorian's quote about him reevaluating after the season came before the game. So this is a knee-jerk reaction here. Pierre Dorian, the next morning, fires Guy Boucher. 
And apparently, according to the order of communication, it went to Eugene Melnick, of course, the owner. He went to the went to Melnick, which is always good. Always go to Melnick on your news because oh yeah, there's a wonderful oh yeah, wonderful mind right there. Then he went to Mark Crawford because Mark Crawford's the interim head coach, yep. uh, Stanley Cup winning head coach, and the coach that also coached Austin Matthews over when he was in Switzerland, nonetheless. Then you have, then he brought up, and then Guy Boucher came into the rink, told him he was relieved of his duties, no longer to coach the Ottawa Senators. Here's my problem with this, and this is what Tim and said made a Tim and, Tim or no, excuse me, not Tim. Sid Sixero made a really good point. The Edmonton Oilers are light years ahead of the Ottawa Senators. Do you disagree? Uh... Do you disagree? Think about it, Alex. At least the Oilers know they are they are not they're trying. But at least they know they're in perspective. The senators are straight up lying to people. I don't hear Dorian lied twice in one week about one topic, and then goes back on both of those comments the next day just because the team lost. You're a rebuilding club. What's the point of firing a coach? What's that going to show the team? Yes, Mark Crawford is a great X's and O's guy. He could probably get the young players to play under a veteran leader that has winning credibility. But the point of the matter is, Alex, is that you have Mel... And, of course, we didn't even mention that LeBreton Flats fell through. The, the the arena deal, I was supposed to bring the we Senators downtown. We a long time no, ago. No, but no, it's a... Like, they, remember supposed to, they were supposed to have one more talk. The, there was all the suing going on and the countersuing and all that. But the official... Like, the plans have fallen through. There is, right now, no plans. Zero. It's been scrapped and tossed into the garbage. That dumpster fire that is Canada, Ontario. Sorry, mm-hmm. Ben. Brian six. But... It's thrown in there because there's no longer the Senators coming down to Ottawa. They're going to play in a suburb of Ontario. Right. So what I'm trying why, to... Why were they moving in the first place? To move into a to move closer to downtown? They don't have the money to. Well, they could have, but unfortunately the plans fell through because, yes, there's money. You have investors. Apparently there's many investors that Melnick has. Well, Melnick's pushed them all away. You have them saying, we're going to move them downtown. Well, you're not. You have a GM that says, we're going to be it. We're a team. We're going to try to sign our star players. And guess how well that worked? Zero. You traded them. Okay, you get returns back. We're going to keep the coach, though, through the end of the season. And you don't. What are you trying to prove? Are you trying to show that you Arizona is looking like a model franchise compared to these bums? Well, because Arizona has... They're, yeah, they're right. They're, they're, they're a competitive... They, they're a shot. They have a shot. They're a competitive hockey team. They are two points out of a They are spot. a team. They are a team. Ottawa is a place with a logo on it that somehow allows them to rent the rink out once every couple nights a week. I have a, there's more chance of getting more Tim McGraw fans to go to an Ottawa to show in Ottawa than go watch an Ottawa Senators game. Are you kidding me? I would rather watch a Brian Adams tribute band at what's it called Canadian Tire Center, Canadian Tire Center, than watching the Ottawa Senators play. It'd probably sell out better. Let's be honest, because the Ottawa Senators have not sold out in a hockey game since when was Alfredson playing for them? The, the 2015 series against Montreal, maybe, because all the Montreal fans came over to watch them play in that series? They couldn't even sell it when they made it to the conference finals. We always laugh and say they were one goal away, Alex. They were one goal away from the Stanley Cup finals. You were right. They were. There were 14,000 people in that arena, in an 18,000-seat arena. Then they had to take out seats the next year. They changed the sweaters, and they started to really, really suck. Pierre Dorian's like, we need more scoring, and traded Kyle Touris... Who, yes, has not really been the same Cal Torres as he's been in Nashville, but he's been in a he's been a diminished role, but that's neither here nor there, to bring in Matt Duchesne. Matt Duchesne stunk, he didn't want to be there. He thought leaving Colorado would be great. Colorado got better. But it's just gone downhill. And yes, the yes, and there was the Michael Hoffman, or excuse me, not Michael Hoffman, 
but the Mike Hoffman. Then there was the Randy Lee. And then there was Melnick. Keep talking about moving the team. And then Ariel Carlson got, finally got traded. And it's just <clears> gone <throat> downhill and downhill. When is the league going to... Gary Bettman is doing everything he can to save Arizona. And I we've bashed them for years. I wrote about them junior in as a junior in high school. Grade 11. Yep. That was how long ago? Eight years ago? I wrote about that then. Okay? When they were the Phoenix Coyotes, by the way. I should mention that. When Chris Summers was the... Third pair defenseman, my buddy Chris Summers. When Shane Doan was captain. When Shane Doan, okay, that, that was a couple years ago too. But you know what I'm saying. Anyways, but <clears throat> the league's got to step in and do something there in Ottawa. Seriously. I th- Well, here's the thing though. There's got to be something. Here's the thing and I'm going to tell you. You're going to tell me? Yes. What is not being discussed at the GM meetings? This! <laughs> Pierre, you're an idiot! Well, that, that's what, excuse me, that's not me saying, okay, that just, is me saying it, but that's what the GMs around them should be saying. They should be looking at them and be like, John Chake is a genius. You're a dumb schmuck. Just a fun fact for everybody listening at home. Um, the Ottawa Senators are one goal away from... Okay. The Ottawa Senators are officially the worst team in the league with only 51 points. They And they still won't get Jack Hughes. Some draw the ball. Edmonton is six points out of a playoff spot. <laughs> and... In last in the West... Are they, are they last in the West? No. Oh, you're talking about, oh, you're just comparing. No, they're, they're fifth in oh, the you're, West. Oh, you're just, you're just comparing Edmonton to Ottawa. Yeah. Sorry, well, I thought you were talking about who's in So Is LA still in last? Yeah. Okay, that makes well, sense. Well, last in the West. Okay, oh, kumbaya. We're all happy. Um, <laughs> But that's just stats-wise right now, points-wise. Leaps and bounds, organizationally, yes. And no. I think Edmonton has their own flaws, and that comes from... The whole organization, or the organization as a whole, and their ability to, on uh, in you know the front office, not necessarily know what they're doing. They don't know. It's what, like they a, don't know what the direction of the team is. Well, they're supposed to stink, but it's here's what I, here's something I've learned in terms of broadcasting. I learned it. I guess last year, my first year was very. It was a, it was a huge struggle for me. You can ask Thomas. But the point of the thing is, is learning to. Actually, when you're calling a game or doing commentary, don't just talk just to talk. If you're going to do analysis on a game, don't just speak because you want to. Right. And if you know what you're saying, be honest. Be pure with it. Don't just say something to say it. If well, someone asks you about Guy Boucher, if you don't have any idea, say, I have no idea what the plan is right well, now. What I, well, that, no, I'm, I'm talking about Edmonton right now. Oh, sorry. I thought we were still in Ottawa. No, no, no. I'm talking about Ed- Edmonton as an organization they, it's very hard for them. You're to, trying to defend Ottawa. Okay, I get it. I'm trying to say. I'm, trying I'm to not say, trying to defend Ottawa. I'm, just, I'm, tr- I'm trying to compare the two. Okay. Like you said, Ottawa has the most problems in a front office in the entire league. They are hurting. Their play is hurting. Their players are hurting. Their, um, their rate is hurting. The money is hurting. The investors are hurting. Yada, yada, so on and so forth. The, the, the fans are hurting. So the, the, the sponsors are hurting. Dude, we have a new shirt. Call, call up Steve. I have a new shirt. Dumpster fire and the fans are hurting the crowd. Mark Borietsky is not The reason hurting. why Ottawa is hurting right now is because the ownership. That's literally all it is. Now, I know... You mean, you mean Melnick. You're just talking about Melnick. You have to remember that. It's just one owner for Ottawa. So. Right. It's the ownership. Just like how there's one... D- like Daryl Katz. Like D- D- Daryl Katz. Right. Sorry. Kate's. My apologies. But when Katz, you just address them, it's the ownership. Ownership of a team. Right. Melnick is the ownership, and, and I don't like saying his name. 
personally. Milnick. It's just weird. Milk. So, anyways. Milk. A glass of milk. Oh, gross. Glass of milnick. So, I agree with you on that fact. At the same time, though, I think the Ottawa Senators have all of the upside that the Edmonton Oilers don't. Young talent, yes. They have young talent. Well, do, and, do we do we want to compare? Let's compare. Okay, let's do this quick here. Well, no, no, oh, hold no. on, hold on. I know you're going. Let me finish my talking about talent. Okay. Well, let me let me. It's not just talent. They have younger talent. They can only go up. Yes, you can say that. Oh, they're going down, 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 down because the series of unfortunate events that's happening in well, Ottawa. We talked about this. Lemony Snicket couldn't write this. Exactly. The series of unfortunate events. Whoever Lemony Snicket is, they're like they're going down. It down. ain't Patrick Warburton. But they're so so yes, Ottawa has more upside that Edmonton doesn't. And my third point of this is that they all have the same problem. Well, Both teams have the same problem. There's one person that's holding them back. I think there's multiple. Let's hold on here. Let's well, let's well, go over this. Melnick for Ottawa. Melnick or Cats? Cates. Who would you have? Cates, obviously. Cates, Cates, because a little more forceful when it comes to money. You're oh, right. Oh, are you gonna are we We're gonna go down the list ownership? And we'll not we won't count on Keith Gretzky for Edmonton. We'll count Shirelli. Shirelli or Dorian? Who would you rather have? Wait, as Dorian? Oh, God. GM. Would you rather have Dorian or Shirelli? I'd yeah. rather have Peter Shirelli. Shirelli? Okay. Yes. So, and we'll go with head coach they used to have. So, we'll go with McClellan versus Guy Boucher. Former coaches. Both coaches were fired. Let's be honest. Guy Boucher is a one-trick pony. Tom McClellan... Yes, he has. Yeah, but here's the thing, though they're they're two different bites of the same apple. Right, but that's what I'm trying to say. Though, who would you rather have? Who do you think could control a team to win? I guess maybe McClellan. Maybe McClellan. And then but, you look at the now. Let's look at the young talent between these two teams. Under, uh, let's actually no. Let's pull this up, Alex. Let's quick. I'm going to pull up the cap friendly once again. Right, shame here. on me. I don't have cap friendly pulled up. All right, I'll pull up... Uh, pull up Edmonton's. Yeah, I'll pull up Edmonton's. I'll pull up Ottawa's, because I want to compare ELCs right now on who's on the main roster, not in the minors, because Belleville, yes, they have... I think that should count, personally. We should? Okay, we'll count that then. Because they have I a think... Meal, they have Emil Brandstrom in Belleville right now, does Ottawa. Well, yeah. right. And so, here, here's another thing, though. If you're not counting minor league teams, as in, like, the AHL affiliate... What is Phillips? Well, technically, Phillips Adina is now on the main roster of the Detroit Red Wings, but still, right. what was he then before that? So let's. Uh, so I'm gonna go with. Let's go through Ottawa here. I'm just gonna go through the big. Don't go through all the ELCs, Alex. The big names you think, okay? Uh, I got on the main roster up front. And of course, you have you have Brady Kachuk. You still have Magnus Pierre, who's not nine hundred grand. That may not be a whole lot. Not an ELC, but still a good player. Uh, Balsers hasn't played a huge role, but then again, he's a very cheap player. They just got Anthony Duclair. That'll be an RFA deal. Thomas Shabbat, of course. Hot Sam Bacho is on an ELC. Goaltending, yes, will be a little funny. But then you go down oh, to the minors. You have Alex Formanton up front. You have Drake Batherson, who played, who was an amazing junior hockey league player. They just got Emil Brandstrom in the con in the deal for um, Mark Stone. And in goal, I mean, Philip Gustin, he's always been a goaltender that looked like he had potential, but not really. But what, but what I'm trying to say is that there is there is something there. Alex, ELCs for uh, Edmonton, please. Edmonton. Oh, Aaron, Aaron Lukechuk, too, sorry. Good young, uh, I think. So the ELCs for the Edmonton Oilers, as of right now, on the main roster, they technically only, well, technically they don't. They don't have any. Technically. Because 
Jesse Pugliarvi is on, and he's on IR. Right, because he had both of his hips done. To, oh my gosh, yes. I totally forgot about that. Yeah, yep. Jesse Pugliarvi had both of his hip surgery. Oh my goodness. Yep. His so career, that's, his career is over. That, that's the big and one. His career is over. It not necessarily. That's a big recovery. Physical, well, yeah, it's going to be he's, a big recovery. Th- th- and thankfully, phys- he's young. Physical rehab is but a thing. Man, that's if a- Steve Eiserman can come back from his physical therapy way back when, with all the uh, well, that advancements was a now, that was a different game. Oh well, yeah, okay. It with was all a different the advancements game. now, I'm, I'm almost certain that Jesse Pulleyarvi is coming back. Man, so Jesse Pulleyarvi, and then there's only one more, and it's on season opening IR. That's Ryan Mantha. Those, oh yeah, those are the two quote-unquote, roster players. Now, down in the minors, it's a different story. For me, personally, I'm seeing Yamamoto. Yeah, that kid should never have been sent down. That, that, okay, a, that's, that's bad management. Yep. He's a solid player. I think he's got a lot of upside that, obviously... He looked good in the preseason. Him and Raddy both look good in David. Um, Tyler Benson's a good name. He's a solid player. I mean, he's going to have to get called up, like, Maybe in two years. Give him an opportunity, but don't um, forget. We should also mention that Bakersfield won a, Bakersfield went on a ridiculous run. Yes, the American League's different from the NHL, whatever. But they went. Was it seventeen, almost twenty games? Twenty games. I think 20 so. Game something like that. Um, Tyler Benson's a good name. You just said that. Did I just say that? Yes, you did. Oh, that's right. I, oh no, I was looking at the other. Uh, Cooper Marodi. He's another good player that they have. He's been producing a little bit. Um, that's just on the front end. Um, Joel Person, I think is his last Pearson, name. Uh, yeah, Pearson. No. Uh, re-signed for a million dollars. He's a decent player. Evan Bouchard is a solid player. He's still in the juniors. 17 straight wins, by the way, for Bakersfield. Yep, uh, Evan Bouchard. Oh, yeah, name. Evan Bouchard. Yes, the defenseman from London. Dude, that's in your system. Yes, I understand you. Yes, you're right. Adam Larson and Oscar Clefbaum need top minutes, but... There's something to look at. And then there's two more names, and they're both goalies that I have. That well, They stand up for me because, obviously, if they're good enough, I would know their name. If, if, I, if, you're not, if you've never been good in your entire life, I wouldn't know you. Right. Because I'm, I'm, I'm halfway between... What are their names? Halfway between a casual fan and a hard What are their names so fans know who to look for in three Stuart years. Skinner. Oh, yeah, from Swift Current. Dang near, le- yep. he led that team to the Memorial Cup and, and then sh- flamed out in Regina. And Shane Sterrett. Potential, not maybe, not much, but who knows? He's Stuart got a, he's got more potential than Al Montoya. Which, by the way, but, he's a UFA after next year but, or after this year. But now, Alex, you see the young talent. Would you rather have Ottawa or Edmonton? I'd have Ottawa every way, every way through. Are you kidding me? All right, well there you go. So you have the, that's the one difference, then. So dude. So Ottawa's got more talent than Edmonton. However. Um, no, excuse me. They young have, talent. They ELC have talent. more young talent. You're right. They don't have McDavid and Dreisaitl and, you know, no, they do not. Guy, great players like Lou Cheech and Adam Larson and Zach Cassian, who has been sober. That's actually not good for them. <laughs> <laughs> He's but, lost his edge. But you know what I'm saying, though? It's like, going back to Ottawa, this is an organization that just is going down the garbage chute and everyone's putting their hands in their pockets thinking... They'll figure it out. They're, and you know what's funny? Everyone down the seats, they're a Canadian team. How can they fail? It's easy. Quebec, Winnipeg the first time. The Montreal Maroons. Okay, that was the depression. But anyways, no. You know, but We're all depressed, Tyler. Well, the Great Depression, Alex. The old, I would say I'm greatly depressed. Who are you talking to? 
Are you ever sitting in line for bread and soup, bread and water? No? Okay. Keep moving on. It's a line of one. And it's, <laughs> it's, it's just me going to, to the to the bread please, drawer. Please, sitting you in the mirror. Please, sir, can I have some more? Yes. You're, talk, you're talking to yourself. Yes, fat boy. More bread for you. More bread. More chicken. Um, but no, I, Ottawa's got to, something's got to be fixed. Something, really. I, I I hate to ask Gary Bettman for anything as much as bash him, but get, do something. Right. You want a team, you want to create an, an environment like Seattle. And now I'm, no, I'm not, no, I'm no, not no. saying. That's not possible. You cannot have a situation like Seattle or Vegas right now. If you are an established, quote unquote, no, what, established no, what, team, what, what I'm saying is like, if you, you're so invested in Seattle, have something to try to fix Ottawa. If you're so in, in sense on having the two nation capitals being having a hockey team there, step in and try to fix something. I mean, he goes, he has his trip once a year. Has he gone to Ottawa yet? Has he saw, seen the gong show that is Ottawa, Canada, yes. whatever? Yes, he's gone to Ottawa. He Help! Goes, he goes to at least, well, he goes to. He goes to every rink at least once a game. And exactly. once here. That's why the whole Calgary Arena thing came about, just because Gary Bettman walked in and said, we should fix this place. And then everyone lost their minds. Well, yeah, because probably the building manager was probably like, Hey, I'm Gary. Hey, Gary! Can I, can I talk to you a minute? This place is going down the poop. He probably went to the restroom and realized it wasn't. it's still a, a flush handle. Probably found out that the pooper was, well, pooper. He <laughs> pooped out. Pooper pooped. But, but, but it was, I, I, I don't know. Ottawa's a different situation, and it's, it all comes down what to I'm the owner. What I'm saying is, like, it's gotta, it comes down to the owner. You're right. It's got to be. Fixed. It's, it's not owner. It's not the organization fault. Well, it's another, it's one person. And Pierre Dorian will never have a general manager job in the NHL ever again. Thank goodness. So at least there will be maybe, hopefully, fingers crossing on this man in the Ottawa in the upper front office. Cut off the head of Medusa, and you'll be just fine. And grab her and show her to all your friends, and then that's it. Well, at least the head. Don't don't, don't do the body. It's kind of weird. Well, that's what I'm saying. You chop off the head. You chop off the head, and that's all you need. Okay, you can French can care. Re- you can care. okay, French Revolution. Jeez, God, with the head chopping. What got into you today? Marie Antoinette was wrong. Let them eat cake. They can't even have bread, woman. How do uh, you say, say that in French? What do you want to say in French? You love You can't even eat bread, woman. Yes, yeah, yeah. Oh, I took French three and four in one year. Do do do. Can't say bread. I did. It's baguette. Baguette. <laughs> Take this baguette. That's enough of that. Let's talk about some anglophones real quick. You want to talk about the Leafs beating Calgary. Holy smokes. You talk about a different... I mean, okay. It was 6-2 last night. 6-2 victory. Big win against the number one team in the West. Remember, folks, I just said that. Remember, let's, let's rewind to about six months ago. Hey, everyone, Calgary's first in the West. Quit lying, dude. It's a real world. Continue. Six now we're in this present. Calgary is first in the Western Conference. Yes, but the, the Leafs. Remember they played Tampa and they played great, but they got shut out by or they got shut down by Vasilevsky. They got them next Monday, by the way, in Toronto. Now they play Calgary and smoke them. Thank goodness Frederick Anderson was there though, because it would not have been six two; it had been like six five. That's just an, that's just an attest to how strong the East is. Right, and that's why. Well, that's why I say this, how strong the Atlantic is. But the biggest thing for me, though, Alex, hands down, was the really, really bad play of David Riddick last night. Like personally, I I, I remember you saying, "Well, they're starting Riddick." 
Well, I remember, well, I you know what? Because Mike, well, Mike Smith blew the game Saturday night against Minnesota. That right. should have been Jerome McGinley's night. They would have won, and Mike Smith uh, had a brain fart. More like brain diarrhea. You're right. Well, but, did the Anaheim Ducks beat the Detroit Red Wings when uh, um, they raised Steve Eisman's jersey? Yeah. Oh, maybe. Well, okay. Yeah. Okay, those games. I'm just saying, but those are Niedermeyer years. Yeah, Scott Niedermeyer's still there. But you know, I'm. But you know what I'm saying, though, Alex. That yes, they, it would have been a nice moment. They should have won. won. They could have won, blah, but yeah. the goaltending blew it last night. Let's be honest. A couple of David Riddick needs. I mean, the goal, the second goal, Ennis had the one that went off. Yes, went off the skate, but it just floated. It was a pop fly to center field. Kevin Pillar's underneath and grabs it easily. No Superman needed. David Riddick sitting there swinging around like an octopus trying to swing at this thing and can't get a grab of it. And it goes in. You also have to remember it's a hockey puck up in the air where the rafters are mainly gray and black. I know. it's. I understand. But then, of course, then you... And also but, lights. But then the goal, Ennis' goal, he turns and spins, throws a, a muffin, a blueberry chocolate chip soaked in hot Fudge muffin. Caught off guard. It was from the point. That's my thing. It's it's, it's hard to look at. I mean, it's like it went through the five hole. And, and, and they put up a stat last night uh, during the broadcast. It was a night. Between the two of Mike Smith and David Rick, they had a combined 901 since New Year's Day, which isn't, which is a little below, part, little below average. For the year, for save percentage. We always talk about what the average is. 9-10 seems to be the average right now. So a little beneath. 9-10, 9-20. But the there. team right now has been playing fantastic in front of them. Mark Giordano should be, if he's not in the Vesna, Vesna conversation, Vesna Norris conversation. <laughs> hey, he's been stopping more goals than Riddick and Smith have. Let's be honest here. Go on. Giordano should be considered for the Norris. Johnny Goudreau, if he's not up for the Ted Lindsay Award, because the player's got to see how good he is. Yeah. Even the heart, possibly. The and Sam Bennett's chipped in. He's been incredible. And it's funny, their big their big pickup this year, James Neal, has done anything. He's been hurt for a lot. Yes, yes, he's been hurt, but he has even when he wasn't hurt early in the season, he wasn't doing anything. But I just want to take a quick look at your numbers here. You have David Riddick, they David Riddick and Mike Smith have split pretty evenly. Riddick is 22, 6, and 5 this season with a 9-10 save percentage. And a goals against average of 266. 266. Mike Smith is 19 and 12 with two overtime losses and 34 games played. 895 save percentage. You know what I hear when you say that? goals against average. What? You know what I hear when I say that? Or when you say that? They score a lot. You're telling me that A, they score a lot, and B, Mike Smith faces harder teams. Because you know what? Well, Dave, he, how, Dave Riddick, when he, he, big save Dave was on that huge run, he was playing everybody. Well, because well, here's here's another thing, though. Riddick's your backup. You should not be playing your backup against an Eastern he's Conference play, team. He's played more games. My, that's, not the, that's not my point. My point okay. is you should not have your backup. You have to get him ready for the playoffs. There's no way, there's no way that the Flames are going to play him, in the play Mike Smith in the playoffs. Bill Peters cannot do that. Bill, Bill Peters, I mean, let's be honest. If Bill Peters gets Calgary to the playoffs and finishes his first in the conference, there's no way he shouldn't be the Jack Adams award winner. Uh, it's, deb- deb- it's, deb- it's up for debate. Who else would it be? 
don't know. Yeah, you're right. well, at the, if, at if, the same Carol, time, though, right? Barry I, if Trott, I remember correctly, Trott. Bill Peters was the well, because the the mid season awards or whatever that the he was up there. Yeah, Bill Peters was first time, if I remember correctly, and if, then Giordano was the Norris. It should be it should, the three right now in my eye for the Jack Adams. Just quick side note here: Barry Trotz in New York. Uh, oh my gosh, drawing a blank. I said, uh, Edmonton. Edmonton, buddy. Calgary and Edmonton. Hitchcock. No, Hitchcock. They're not even Hitchcock. in the playoff spot. They're six points out. They're six points. Okay, they, yes. They, right. if he does How much you want to bet they would have been last? Hitchcock has turned that team around. They've done better, but I don't think he's Jack Adams. Bill Peters and then Rod Brendamore of Carolina makes it. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Can you imagine if Bill... No, Those imagine, bunch of jerks. Imagine if Bill... Hold on. We're, we're going to we'll get a get, clean sweep. We'll get this. All the awards. If Bill Peters... Dougie Hamilton for the Norse. If Bill Peters beats out Rod Brindamore right after Bill Peters left the Hurricanes, oh, Saltler and that little Raleigh little soup you got there. You know what? I'm not one for cheap shots, but heck, Dougie Hamilton do it. Just take just go out Marty McSorley. Just run on stage and just attack Bill Peters. Exactly. No, just no Marty McSorley him. Take a stick and just go after him. You'll what? have a field day because you're like, Alex, this is your team. What is he doing for your team? It was like, payback. <laughs> payback. It's a karma. What? Anyways, but it was a big win for Leafs last night. But then, of course, Mitch Marner had an incredible night, which means everyone should be going to themarnerjar.com to donate for sick kids. Um, but one thing, one person, Alex. Yeah, Brad Marchand. One person. Yep, Brad Marchand. Decided, I'm going to say something on the Twitter. 666 first of the Devils. And it's not like, not like Roberto Luongo with the funny little, hey, 35 up, I'm old, whatever, blah, 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 blah. Hey, Tom Brady and I are combined for six championships. What a great duo. Stuff like that. No, Brad Marshan, besides me, Marshan, Marshan, depending on which side of the board you listen to, who cares? He decides to open his mouth or his app and use his thumbs or I don't know if he does it on a laptop. Who cares? He's, okay, I'm going to pull up the exact tweet here okay. just so I can... <clears throat> I just want to make sure I say this right, so I don't get misquoted. I, I just want to make sure, so I'm not saying I said it wrong, because some people will come out and say this kind of thing, Alex. They're like, you said it wrong, you said it wrong by like half an inch. All right, so they're talking about how Mitch Marner, how great he was, fewest games at 80 points. He, they're talking about Marner, how great he was, had a great night last night. Brad Marchand, and I tweet, quote, tweet, quote, tweet, tweet, quote. Tweet, quote. It's, it's a piece of literature. Quote. I, by the way, go, go, can't, can't, he said, I can't, without an apostrophe. Some of us are on a schedule, Ty, go. Put an apostrophe in there. I can't wait to see this kid's new deal, dot, 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 12 million AAV. It better be hashtag Marner watch. Brad, you're lucky we don't play you the rest of the regular season. I can't wait for the playoffs. I want him now, just so people can throw money at him. Because it'd be You ironic. said you wanted them last year and then you lost. I want it again. I want I want Boston every day of the week. Them in Tampa. That's all 82 games. 41 against Tampa, 41 against Boston. That's it. I don't care who else we play. Winnipeg too would be kind of fun. Okay, fine. Play some games against Winnipeg and Montreal. Anyways. I mean he's why? got a, he's got why? a point though. I understand you have a platform, but why, Brad? He's got a point. Yes, he would. If Mitch Marner played for anyone but Toronto, yes, he probably deserved $12 million, but he wants to play for this team and for his team. Take off, Brad. Just because you can't play for Montreal does not mean... It's funny because he's 
from Nova Scotia. Actually, yeah, I, I wonder. Just, I will, just, just go, go on. Keep going. I just want to know who Brad. I want to know who Brad cheered for as a kid. Was he a Leafs fan? I don't know. Was he butt hurt that he didn't get drafted by the Leafs? I don't know. Because there's a lot of players that I'm pretty sure are just mad that they just didn't get. Traded. Proud Boston fan now. What? Proud Boston fan now. Well, he has to be. He's only just like how Don Cherry probably didn't root for the Boston Bruins. No, he was a Leafs fan. He was a, he was a he was a diehard Leafs boy. Exactly. He played for the he played for their farm team when they were winning cups. And then he went and coached, and now he's and he could have made it up fan. too, but then he decided to go hit Ron Allison training camp, and that was the end of that. <laughs> yeah. But Anywho, anyways, Brad Marchand just I mean putting, he's got his, a, putting his big old nose in I mean, his business. Some, some argue that you know Mitch Marner is better than Austin Matthews. That's a whole discussion to have. Uh, it's, uh, but so Would you rather you're, you're on a schedule, Alex? You say? Kinda. I mean, I'm trying to make it, but if I can, I can't. Okay. Uh, but news, um, like yeah. But we had news today. Eh. New, well, news. Well, news uh, for Leafs fans. So I'm sorry. The last yes, the last 15 minutes for everyone's like I'm sick of. Well, I'm sorry. Garrett Sparks was extended by the Toronto Maple Leafs. Yay. Now, I know everyone's like, you never talk about everyone else's backup goaltenders. Well, this is... Leave... Let... Leave me alone. I thought this wasn't a Leaf-centric podcast. It isn't. But this for this second. Give me a minute here. We'll get to... We'll get... Hey, we're talking about everything else other than this. But Garrett Sparks signed for seven hundred fifty grand for next season. One-year extension. Send him to the minors. Well, this is what I'm thinking is going on here. First of all, you can bury that contract if he does clear waivers because, remember, it's like 925 grand gets covered in the minors. So that's why Michael Hutchinson right now is only costing the Leafs like 250 grand against the cap. Okay. The thing is about this, though, is that I think what happens is Kyle Dubas signs his contract, so he has a reason in the offseason, the ability, the ability to trade Garrett Sparks instead of letting him walk. You may not get a whole lot for him, but you'll get something out. He learned his lesson. You from might get a seventh. A conditional seventh, right. But what I'm saying is, like, in, he learned his lesson from losing Pickard and McElhenney for nothing. Well, yeah. And obviously. Because look what happened. McElhenney's Mac- a starter. McElhenney's a god. And Pickard, Pickard is helping, still Pickard. Pickard's helping out Darcy Kemper down there in Arizona. Yeah, still Pickard. They're a playoff team. Have you heard of Antti Ranta in the last few months? No. Why? Because he's hurt. And Kemper and Pickard. Like I said, six months ago, if you told me, yes, I know. Needless to say, but this is a deal that everyone's freaking out. Like, why would you resign him? Why would you sign him? Yes, you know what? What I would, I'm, I was listening to a little bit of the SDP after the Islanders game. Not the SDP, yes, the SDP. And Steve Dangle podcast, for those of you that don't know. Famed, uh, friend Continue. Famed friend of the show, Steve Dangle. <laughs> but Adam Wild made a good point saying Michael Hutchinson should be the backup in the playoffs. I don't disagree with that at all. I think, you know, and the Marlies, they won their Calder Cup last year, but now the Leafs need to win this year. But doesn't Sparks have to clear waivers? No. When you can bring up, in the playoffs, you can bring anyone up. That's why it's always funny whenever you see, like, like remember there was years, like, the Griffins would just well, stink in the first round of the playoffs because all the Griffins were up with Detroit. And same with the Marlies, they bring, I mean, well, excuse me, not the Marlies, but... I get your point. Continue. But teams would do that. And you can do that, the Leafs. And the Marlies, you know what? They're barely going to make it to the playoffs. Who cares if they win or they lose? They're a farm team. They're not supposed to win championship after championship. It's not, exactly. It's it's not the IHL. You can't just do that. It's it's going to be interesting to see what they do. I don't see any reason why they don't bring Hutchinson in, put him as a backup, because he played great in his brief time period. The reason why is that he went down, instead of Sparks, we talked about this, 
that Hutchinson was waiver eligible. Exactly. Sparks isn't. If you lose Sparks at this point, who cares? You're losing for nothing. If you can trade him in the offseason, great. You're making you're getting something for, let's be honest, nothing. That game against Thursday night, yes, was he hung out during a couple of them? But it's just he just doesn't he's never impressed me as an NHL goaltender. Right. Ever. He got a shutout in his first game, and I hate to say it, I love the guy to death, but so did my boy Mike Fountain. Yeah. And guess where he is now? Walker Ice Arena. <laughs> then again, he is 40 some years old. But and he but, also is doing he's doing what he loves. Oh yeah, but I mean he was he could have he had potential to be an NHL goaltender, but he lost it. Um but I just er, Moving on. Do we want to talk about the Tavares game? Or uh, okay, to so I'll, I'll talk about it because you, you go on forever. Well, I'll try to keep um, it sweet. I mean, well, well here, so here's what happens. So, if you've never been on Twitter, folks. <laughs> so John Tavares uh, went to Long Island. Well, not well, the, the, the well, island. Excuse me. The Leafs did, in theory. <laughs> but mainly John Tavares came back to Long Island. And... Obviously, Island, Islanders Dude. fans were throwing snakes and jerseys, and they had, you know, the traitor things where it's spelled T-R-9-1-T-O-R-S. Where's your jammies? They j- you know what? It's funny because I – so I went to over to Tyler and Alex Thursday night, and I'm, I'm like, guys, can we at least watch – before we go out go out of dinner, celebrate my birthday, can we at least watch the first period or so? I'm like, is it's any other game. I'm like, no, this game is different. And Tyler and Alex, you, you know, are not big hockey fans. Yes. They, I've taken them to games before, but they're not, like, religious like we Keep are. going. Tavares steps onto the ice. We didn't watch warm-ups. We watched the game. He's, it's funny. You hear the Leafs come on, boo. Alex, come on, yay. Tavares comes on last for the Leafs. On, I'm talking John Cena against CM Punk and Money in the Bank in Chicago. Yikes. That bad. It was um. Dude. CM Punk was from Chicago. That's why it was so bad. Anyways, Continue. wrestling stuff. Wrestling, wrestling stuff. Wrestling. But it's, I I always, you know what? I always say it. I love getting booed. I, lo- I prefer to get booed, jeered, and yelled at than I would getting cheered. I don't know why. It's just my thing. That's my thing. But man, could you have been any closer? Like Nashville's one thing, but that's the closest I've ever seen to a straight up college hockey atmosphere. Everyone talks about Nashville. Yeah, they're chanting, whatever. Islanders fans, Nashville fans just chilling here because they're happy and watching a hockey game. Nash, the New Islanders fans want to kill him. Well, yeah. They want his head. That is where I was like, that's straight up Junior B hockey between two teams in the middle of nowhere, Manitoba. I love two it. Two towns that hate, oh my, I, it was awesome. And the Leafs went out in front and silenced everyone. And then the Islanders won the game. And it was just, it was bad. But then, speaking of SDP, Adam Wilde. Comes out with the hashtag Tavares ATO saying, we need to get around John Tavares. And first of all, all the people that are saying, why does he need love? Why? Because you know what? We want to. He chose us. He chose us. He could have played in LA. Good idea. Could have played in San Jose. That would have been a bad idea. Yeah. Could have played in the island. Still. Could have stayed with the Islanders, yeah. Could have. Uh, could have went anywhere. Could have actually had a meeting with Montreal. Didn't. Could have went to Ottawa. I don't know. They didn't have a meeting with him. They didn't allow that. But, no, because they didn't have the money to. But he chose us. So we, so the Leafs fans, and myself included, showed our appreciation Sarah and I, I was on the couch here in Michigan. They were in the spa. The spa. And it was Scotia fun. Arena. The mayor of Toronto even tweeted, retweeted Adam saying, we got to do this. Hashtag Tavares ATO. And it became one of the biggest trending things in Toronto. And the crowd, 
And it's funny, like they they did the reverse order of the starting lineup, and Zach Hyman was on the line, and Mitch Marner came over and tapped him on the butt and told him to get off the line because they put the spotlight on Tavares. And starting at center from Oakville, Ontario. Wave! Number oh man, it was awesome. And then the Buffalo Sabres came out in front, and but of course Tavares scored first for Leafs. That's all that really mattered. Yeah, it was great. And you know what? I love what the Islanders did. Did they go too far? Some people said they go too far. I'm like, you know what? It's it's hockey, dude. I love it. Dude, it's hockey. I, I put a tweet out saying, and I made a pretty good point. I'm like, imagine if the Leafs fans that could afford to go to hockey games actually were allowed in the spa. That's what it would be like every night. Yeah. But it's just super expensive. And personally, but you know, you know what? Deservedly so. Exactly. It makes a lot of money. This, this, is my, this is my point on it. It's hockey. Let it go. It could have been it is worse. A, it and I don't I don't say this you know trying to. It is a a it's not necessarily a man's game. It's a boys' game, boys versus boys, going after each other. It's great. Everyone can get all in for it, for boys going after guys and just. Ah! It's oh man I I love it. And even the and the, even the ladies they love it. My girlfriend her favorite part of. The games and everything, which I love about her, is the checking and the fighting. Check, check, check. Oh yeah, little baby Joe. Little baby Joe, check him. S- say check, check him. Check, check, check. Say get him. Damn it! No, that's not what we're supposed to say. That happened. But no. needs to say, everyone can get around two teams going at her and being like gladiators, but not really in an organized manner. In an organized legal manner. Because we'll get, that. we'll talk about the league in a second. You get, to, you do that stuff in public. People get all mad and police get involved and all that stuff. And talking about policing, uh, a bit of policing went on recently in the NHL. Uh, Jaden Swartz was fined $5,000 for a cross-check on Dougie Hamilton. We'll get to more of that stuff in a minute, the fine stuff. Right. Uh, obviously, I think he should have got some more. I wasn't able to pull up. Uh, you're just jealous because you're biased because it's against your Carolina Hurricanes. Just like how you'd be biased if someone cross-checked John Tavares in the head. Who cross-checked if Tavares ATO? Tavares strong. And uh, so that happened. I uh, wasn't able that to That happened. Yeah, that happened. Uh, Curtis Gabriel. Of, oh, boy. Of, so was it, this was Saturday, right? Or no, this was Friday. Uh, Friday, I believe. Uh, Curtis Gabriel of the um, New Jersey Devils cross-checked Nolan Patrick of the Philadelphia Flyers. Ran him from behind. If any of you remember can you what. The, can you pull up the video, Alex? I want to get. I want to get. Well, I don't. I want to get. We we can. We can make a post, or we can put it in the. uh, We'll put a link to it in the description. In the description. Okay. No, they gotta hear. They gotta hear Jim Jackson. No, they gotta hear. They they can listen on their own. But but basically, what Tyler's talking about is that the uh, broadcasting team. Okay, first Jim Jack. Yeah, you got so Jim Jim Jackson Jackson and Bill Clement. Jim Jackson, longtime voice of the Flyers for Comcast Sportsnet. Right. uh, Comcast. They're calling the game and. First of all, the initial check happens. Fans go aurora. Oh boy, that's a big one. No, Jim Jackson. Oh my! <laughs> Please pull. It. You got to pull it up. No. Please. I'm not going to. I'm gonna. St- <laughs> this is great. And, he hits him, and, just and then they action. and not then they like, pull on the replay, and he's like, "What is that?" It's never like ooh. No, it's never like ooh or whatever. It's like oh my. <laughs> Like, oh my! Like George Takai, like but like excited George Takai. Oh my! It's like that one guy from the the Cubs. Oh, oh my! Harry Carey, and he's coming out. Like, oh my! 
And then Bill Clement. Who comes out right when he's fine? And then, and, then Bill, and then Bill Clement's trying to analyze the thing. And it's wonderful because Bill Clement's been in it for a while. He's, he used to do it all the time before Keith Jones came over. But he's like, he's like watch it. Connecting is tripping. What is that? What is that? Like, he, like he's questioning what's going on. I'm like, it's a chat. It's just great. I, I, if you look at, if you ever follow my Instagram, you'll see me laughing about it because it's wonderful. It's just, oh my. Yeah. I mean, out of, it's a it's a dirty hit. It, two yeah. games. I think the reason why he got one game was because a Patrick was fine. Um, fine. Yeah. The, pff, he got a, up. That's they, we've gone over that before. The the severity of the injury, the severity of the suspension, and it's also because it's Gabriel's first offense. So I think that was the reason behind the player safety decision. And the other decision they made that day was another one with, well, not quite hitting him, but there was definitely a what are you doing. Adam Lowry tried to be Evgeny Malkin for five seconds. Well, yes, except here's the difference. He's got better aim. <laughs> so Nashville and Winnipeg, really good hockey game. Yeah. Yep. Good, tough hockey game. That's going to be a first-round series. Still still some. Because Calgary's going to play whoever's the second wildcard team. Still some animosity from the uh, playoff season. Well, they're divisional they rivals, before. Alex. Well, that too. But um, needless to say, so Adam Lowry is, you know, he's fighting the boards, you know. Battling. And fighting, sticking, punching, kicking, stabbing. Philip Forsberg, spearing. Oh, you know, man. both of them are fighting, and they're they're going at well, not in fighting, but they're going after the puck, and you know, down. They're doing blades down of steel fighting. Yeah. And so Philip Forsberg, being the player that he is, he's a little bit smaller, so he gives him a little tap on the hand, and then goes and uh, checks him into the boards. Pretty clean, you know, finishing your check, finishing the play. Lowry didn't like it. Lowry doesn't like it, and smacks him in the head with a stick. What? Not Marty McSorley trying to kill the guy because he didn't fight. One-handed. Him. One-handed lasso. Except here's the difference in him and Malkin. Malkin caught him in the shoulder. Lowry smacked him in the face. Lowry smacked him upside the head like you were doing. No, in the face. He caught him on the side of the head. Mm, got him in the face. Oh. Well, it was like, you know, when you're at the dinner table and you're chewing your mouth open, you're trying to be funny, and your dad just smacks you upside the head and tells you to stop. Yeah, that's pretty much what happened with a hockey stick. Yeah. Whap. And he only got two games for it. <laughs> now Malkin, I don't agree yes, with that. Which is funny because Malkin's been suspended before, but he only got two games for missing. It was the intent that he got suspended for. He got suspended two games for missing. Lowry should have gotten more but I don't because think Lowry, a, I don't think, he made but contact. But I don't think there's much on Lowry. I don't think he has much of a history. That's the thing. That's where. But that's where. Yes. Set that's a precedent. Where, you have to set a precedent. But yes. But the precedent. Five game max or five game min. Or whacking a gap to it. Yes, there should have been more, but I think... High-sticking is one thing. I think it's because, once again, this Alex, once again, Forsberg was okay. May have had his bell rung a little bit, maybe a little soreness inside the head in the morning, but he kept playing, he was fine, Cash protocol was fine, whatever. That's the problem. That's what we always say. The severity of the injury. You'll never see a guy get a five in a game for boarding unless the guy stays down for a good ten seconds. Right. If the guy gets back up, it's two-minute boarding, that's it. If he stays down, it has to get... Picked up and has the trainers to go out there. You're right. The guy's kicked out of the game instantly. No questions asked. Five in a game. Fine. Patrick, Suspension. Gabriel gets one game for Patrick getting boarded. Why? Because Patrick was able to continue. Lowry only gets two games for whacking a guy upside the head with a stick. Why? Because Forsberg was able to continue. If Forsberg had had stitches and was cut, he wasn't cut. Still, though. But he wasn't cut and he wasn't hurt. No lasting effects. Two games. That's where the yes, and that's where that's why I want to have a sit down with George Peros and ask questions. Now, same thing with the creator of uh, Simpsons. I have questions. Getting into this, um, 
We, yeah, you're looking at the page. I took it a couple points. The GM meetings happened recently. They did. And well, they're going on right now still. Well, they're still going on. They're still, but, they're still down in Florida. Florida. Hey, wait, that's Pitbull. Um, I can't think of a Florida song. I'm going down. No, nope, I'm that, yelling Timber. That, that's still that's still Pitbull. That's Pitbull and Kesha. Kesha no, Bible. no, it's Kesha and Florida. No, it's not. It's Kesha and Florida. No, it's not. Are you sure? I'm dead serious. I have a girlfriend who loves Kesha. It's Pitbull and Kesha. You want to know how I know it's Pitbull? <laughs> Every five seconds. Of Dang it, it is. Get pwned. What song does what Florida even sing? A lot of what songs. What was that dumb song kept singing at WrestleMania 28? Because um, he opened up for The Rock or whatever it was. I know what you're talking about, but I can't think of it off the top of my head. There's like a couple songs. Yeah, you haven't heard from him in a long time. But anyways, remember when Flo Rida showed up at WrestleMania 27? And he beat up Kurt Hawkins, or not Kurt Hawkins, and Heath Slater? Dude, I don't even care. So, GM meetings going on right now. Florida. And Flo Rida. Bobby Margaritaville. Bob McKenzie's having a great time. Bobby Margaritaville. He's having a great day. And there were, you know, think a few things that came up in to mention and things that are being talked about. One thing that is, uh, so Bob McKenzie obviously made mention of this, is the coach's challenge in regards Who to... Who did the radio hit with? We listened to it. Was that on TSN? It was on TSN radio. Um, 1050 or... It was the one that they do in this in the studio where they have like a... Okay, which city? Dude, Toronto? Toronto. 1050. Probably. 1050, okay. okay. TSN 1050 in Toronto. Whatever. So Bob's talking about, you know, how one a huge thing for them is, uh, you know, coach's challenge in regards to, you know, uh, toenailing and bringing call, uh, goal calls back and goal... You mean inter- the goal against well, the Islanders were Mitch Marner Yeah, had and goal and- interference and yada, 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 that kind of thing. And so that's all fine and dandy, right? But our, 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 our good boy, Frank Cervelli. Frank Cervelli. He made a solid point. Somehow I like him more than John Shannon, which means doesn't mean a whole lot. Right, but Frank Cervelli, Frank Cervelli brought, up, brought up 10 points that um, he thought were... Well, what was the coach challenge thing again with Bob McKenzie? Well, coach, coach challenge was basically talking about... Um, you know, obviously with playoffs well, coming we, up. We should dissect it's, these here. It's offside calls, calling, bring goals back. Goalie interference is another one. And it's it's just the amount of use of coaches' review. Right. They're trying, to, they're trying to find a way to limit it and make sure it's accurate. Right, because then there, there's the stat of like, should, I, th- I well, think it's every... Um, Sir, it's. I think it's like every eight out of ten or whatever result in like a penalty, result in because well the offsides calls yes because right yes. now the only ones that are called are offsides calls so it's the only ones you can get reviewed right the, the problem here's the thing I don't I, I wish I was a fly in the wall in these meetings because I'd love to hear what they're trying to say but that's I think what reporters should, are dude what that's what reporters are well what did Bob say you you didn't give me a point there you told me just well so. I don't have exact quotes for you well, I'm just giving you the gist of it well they should penalize everything. Goal interference, high stakes if you can review that. Penalize everything. Make it where, all right, are we sure this is going to be, a call is going to be overturned? Are we 100% sure? 
Because let's be honest, the ref, they, they check, have they specialists check with the coach. for this. Right. But I'm saying they, they don't have a whole lot of time. It's got to be a bang, bang, quick. You can't. If, listen. They if, have till the puck drop. That's why the ref will just look at him for a second. And then that's it. The refs do give the coaches a second to figure it out, which means they give the video guys upstairs a check in a second. Well, yeah, they give them about a minute or so. But you should penalize everything. Every review you make, if you lose it, it's the same way in football. You well, that's lose, what they do. You lose a timeout. Well, okay, you lose a timeout in hockey. You lose your one timeout. All right. Well, no, I mean, they should penalize them for two minutes. No, they only do offsides right now, Alex. It's only offside reviews that get penalized. Well, they, are, they should review. They should penalize every review that goes it doesn't work. That's fails. The, that's the best way to do it. If you want to limit it, that's the best way to do it. Because let's be honest, I can't wait for Game 7 to get determined on a video review. It's going to ruin the league. I'm not kidding you. It's not going to ruin the league. It's not going to ruin the league, but it sure as heck's going to make everyone on a it's sour... Go, it's going to be the New Orleans it, thing where they're... No, it's going to be a. It's going to be the Brett Hull goal of 99. That's what I just said. It's the New Orleans thing where... The ref made a bad call, which the did led them. thing? Yes, the reason why they weren't in the Super Bowl, because there was the blown pass, oh, inter- I, pass interference what? call. That's the reason why during the Mardi Gras parade, there was an entire float dedicated to the NFL referees union, and they had, you know, dancers dressed up as referees with, you know, the uh, the bird box blindfolds on or whatever. Oh, yeah. Beauty. Great thing. You mean blindfolds, Alex? Bird box You mean blindfolds. That's what they're called. They're called well, there's like blindfolds and then there's like a wrap around your eyes kind of thing. Anyways, you so me. that was one thing that they talked about. Another one is what they're calling the Legio rule. The David Legio rule, that legend. So now, David Legio was how a... Many years? It was 2010. He was a goaltender in the Islander system. Yeah. And American League Never game, made the show. Eh, he may have... He never may have made back, the show. He backed up a couple games. He never played. Never played. But Legio... I forgot who they were playing. Maybe it was Hartford, but it was a two-on-all against him. Leggio is like, screw this, and he just turns and knocks the net off. But Andrew the rule Lundquist is intention, intentional knocking off the net results in a penalty shot. So I'm like, two-on-all, I'll take the penalty shot. And the broadcaster, if you watch the highlight back, he said, hey, I'll take a chance with the penalty shot. And it worked. He made the save. Yep. And so now they're looking at making the rule. If anyone, here's the funny thing part, it's never happened. It's never, it's never, we've never had to call it again. I've seen it happen before. But Henrik like, Lundqvist. Henrik Lundqvist did it because he's a... Because he lost his stick and he was like, Hey! Yes, he, I'm upset! He cried. Yeah. Eh! He, he's That was him looking... He's for, a crier. Matt, Henrik Lundqvist on that play saw Matt Zuccarello in the future getting traded to Dallas. You know, right? That's exactly <laughs> what happened. That's what happened on that play against Pittsburgh. He looked in the future and said, He's going to get traded. I don't want to play! So, <laughs> so but no, but, the rule, but they're talking about making the rule, Alex where it's an automatic goal. Correct. Like when a guy gets tripped on a pen, on a empty net breakaway or throwing a stick at the guy. Yeah. But I I like, you know what? I like it uh, as a goaltender. First of all, I think that's a great way cuz I know Dominic Hasek used to do that all the time. Not on a breakaway, but like just just hey, the guy's going to wrap around, I'm out of the net. Not the net off, they can't score if the net's off, right? Well, well they can't. It just be a pen- well cuz it should be a penalty. They used to, I don't think they can- well, sometimes they count it as a goal, but needless to say Hey, you may never have made it in the NHL, but you make a rule in the NHL. <laughs> yeah, leisure rule. Um, I have a rule. Okay, sorry. Uh, another one is, you know, regards to fighting. As of right now, the rule states, um, basically, that... So, okay, so obviously, if a player is unsuspecting 
of a fight to happen, the player that basically jumps them and sucker punches them is an assessed of game misconduct. That's the rule, essentially. Now they're changing the wording well, of it. sucker punch him, but yes, drag him down into a fight. What Tom Wilson did not too long ago, where he went after him because uh, he hit Kuznetsov, I forgot who it was, but, but you're right, he didn't Todd Bertuzzi him. Right, but I, so they're changing the wording from unsuspecting to unwilling. If you're unwilling of a fight, so obviously... I wouldn't give him some, a game. I'd give him a 10. Well, yeah. Five and a 10. Give him a five for fighting and a 10 miss misconduct. How do you fight without two people? Well, you shouldn't have been a dumb schmuck. Don't but, kick him but, out of the game. But that's the point, though. It's, it's the fact that... It's giving. So, it gives. It gives the referee, the referees, and uh, player safety more leeway when talking about this and when assessing so penalties going, and discipline. So are they going to get rid of the instigator rule or what? Instigator rule is still a thing. It's stupid. It is a part of the league and it's a part of the game now. You know what's part of the league too? What? Gary Bettman and the trapezoid rule. Oh, Two things it. that should get the heck. Oh my god! I've gone. I've gone through my quarrels with Gary Bettman. But the instigator rule, that, why is that not being talked about? Why has that, that never been mentioned? Because it's not worth talking about. All, all I the, still say The it. GMs agree on it. Call me Don Cherry and call me old it's school. The call same, me, th- it's call the same. Call me Alex Kuehl thinking in 1989 like, like you always like. Oh, for Pete's sake, don't you get me on this. I will but get fired up. I, if, yes, I understand. Players used to do that. They used to grab a guy and fight him and the players would have to fight because you'd look like a, you'd look like a sissy if you didn't fight back in the day. I understand that. However, would you rather have a guy hit one of your star players and then get him later with a hit? Or would you rather have a guy just fight him right then and there? Whether or not he wants to or not. Yes, if he's got the unwillingness of it, then yes, don't drop the gloves or whatever. But would you rather have a guy get his head taken off by an retaliatory Well, hit? Tom Wilson basically took the guy's head off. He Tom broke has- his orbital... Freaking bone for Christ's sake! Because that's because that's the rule. Because in the playoffs they call any. That's why they don't fight in the playoffs. That's why they always say you never see fighting in the playoffs because it's guys the, are no, against penalty. It's not even. That's a, what Tom Wilson. It was had a to regular do. season game. No, the game against Pittsburgh. That was the playoffs. No, I'm talking where he hit Kuznetsov. I forgot who it was, but it was during this regular season. And then all of a sudden, here comes Tom Wilson coming to beat him up. And the guy's like, oh, crap, here comes Tom Wilson. Drops the gloves because he knows that he's going to be in for a fight. Gets his orbital bone broken. That and was, he didn't get his orbital bone broken. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. We can go back and we can look at it. Not right now because obviously I don't want to spend the time to do that. But it happened. So do I want to rather have someone get checked into the boards really, really hard where it's a little bit safer than no, getting smashed in the face? Yes, the board getting checked in the boards is the from most behind, safe. We just saw Nolan Patrick get ran from behind. That looked safe. Well, here's the thing. Yeah, it's going to happen. That's why Ace Bailey never played in the NHL after Eddie Shorian because you know of a hit like that. I, know it's I, will make, I will make a nice little uh, halfway point. Both situations, if a person gets quote-unquote jumped or like sucker punched like Tom Wilson did to that one guy. It's not a sucker punch. It's, it's a suspension. Called it's called jumping. Fine, jumped him. Suspension, fine. Guy goes after checks somebody from from behind, suspension, fine. But what's that show then that you can run around and hit guys? That doesn't show anything. It doesn't mean that you can hit guys. It means that you get penalized for hitting guys. You shouldn't be hitting guys from behind. That's what I'm saying. You, it's not that like okay. Obviously, in the world of hockey, you can do whatever the hell you want. 
It's just a matter of how much you're going to get penalized and how much you're going to get fined and how many games you're going to get suspended. Talk to Tom Wilson. He took it to arbitration court. Yes, because he tried to kill a kid. Exactly. And you know but what? No, and yeah, but somebody went after him. You should be allowed if to you go ask, after somebody. If, after they, if they hit your player like that, you should be allowed to fight them. You should not be forced to get penalized extra for standing up for your teammate. Now, but yes, if he doesn't want to fight, there's no point. That's not... Then you should have hit the guy. Then he gets a penalty. You shouldn't have hit the guy then. You shouldn't have to overreact like that. Oh, yeah. So original, let my player sit there and do nothing and hope the league, hopefully the league, the trustworthy National Hockey League takes care of it. The the great guys... That they we do. Just, that we just... They just they just, that we just talked about Adam Lowry slashing a guy upside the head only get two games, Alex. And Gabriel yes. only getting one game. Oh, but because you're you like... Just, you just said it, Alex. That he's no, Lowry's you said more. it. You, you were like, oh, he got up. Oh, he's fine. No, Concussion that, protocol. He wouldn't bleed. That's why I'm trying to I'm trying to comprehend the NHL stupid thought. What you're saying is... I'm what That's pathetic that you should... What I'm saying like, is that nobody should a, have to it's fight. It's not a professional thing. It's a personal thing. What I'm saying is that nobody should have to fight. If they're not a fighter and they can't fight... And then they... you should not be running around trying to knock people's heads off. That's what I'm trying to he say. He didn't try to knock his heads off. It was a freaking situation. Kuznetsov was right next to the boards, and it was a weird hit. Yes, and Kuznetsov was down, and you know what? He doesn't have to get his face broken for it. <sighs> Moving on. They talked about single-minute overtime at the meetings and the possibility of lessening the time allotted and given to minor penalties during overtime during overtime to one minute instead of two i think that's ridiculous because obviously it's a five minute period alex well at the same token okay it's it's almost half of the period it's quarter of the period no yes it's a 20 minute period five minutes of 20 it's it's a quarter of the period no, I'm saying the penalty of two minutes is almost half the period. Well, yes. Half the five-minute period. Here's the thing, though. Why? If, if you don't want to do the time, don't do the crime. Oh, it's so simple. It's very simple. It's so Play yeah. smart. Or... If you don't want to get a penalty, don't give the ref the ability to call something. Or, or, or even rather, don't give the other team the ability to, you know, dive or, you know, embellish a little bit. Well, you're giving them an opportunity. They both get two minutes. And yes, and then it's both two minutes, both three on three, whatever. Exactly. But the, the stupid part is, is that I understand, yes, you don't want to change the rules, but three on three is so much more exciting. Now, yes, if an egregious slash happens, absolutely, you get the five minutes, whatever. But it would be interesting to see how they do it. I mean, the three on three is a wonderful thing. It should, And I'm going to say it. I'm surprised the gentleman is not talking about it, but the shootout should go away. And then 10 minutes of three-on-three. Three. John Tortorella said it itself. Both teams should play three-on-three three until one team dies. Beautiful. Torts at his best. But it makes actual perfect sense. I don't think Torts has any say Torts has a wonderful say in everything. He actually did not. After the Jackets got their teeth kicked in, their teeth kicked in the other night, he was very quiet. He said 45 seconds. He just said, we're going to move on tomorrow. And all the reporters had nothing to say, so he walked out. Didn't swear. Didn't do anything else. But. That's the first. The problem is, is that I just I want it to be more exciting. I want overtime to be more exciting. I want it to be longer. I well, don't want to, it I don't is want exciting. To be, I don't want it to be ended by a shootout. But here's the thing: Shootouts it's, it's so much dumb. exciting. If it's like you take three on three hockey, one of the most exciting ways of playing hockey, because especially if it's in like during regulation, that means that both teams got two penalties, right? It's exciting, wide open icing, wide open ice. Why would you dilute that? 
five-minute window of everyone in the crowd just going ballistic to a whole ten minutes. Because the crowd that, can't then last that long. Oh, they will. That's that's the point. But yeah, so then you want five minutes, three on three, and then uh, we got to wait for the shootout. Wait for the Zambonians to come around. Oh, it's not even really waiting. You got to wait, it's and like, there's a shot, and a shot, and a shot. It's a skills competition, for goodness sakes. Every Wait for com- the All-Star game. Every game is a skill competition. Tyler, we've gone oh over this. Oh, my gosh. Your logic is not. Anyways. Does it take skill to play hockey? Yes, it does. But it's then not a, a game is a competition. You know what I'm saying. Hockey, a hockey you know game is saying. a skills competition. Take your literal Done. nonsense elsewhere. Um, one thing that the league's thinking about doing is putting time clocks and game clocks in the corner boards. Why? I have no clue. Well, I guess the reason why is like, oh, so people can see. Yes, it's done in the outdoor game so you can see. Because obviously if you're in the outdoor games, there's the stadium clock, which is 20 miles away in your vision. Well, yeah, that's one But you're in the arena. Yeah, just look up. If you have, if you, okay, if you have it properly, you should have it. You should, remember the the Griffs, I think they still have it. They have the score clocks above the net and around the, the middle, the, on the top, on the lower level. Of the upper bowl, like uh, like the divider, if you will. It's in between the two. They have the scoreboard right above the net on one end and right below the video board on the other end. They yeah. should have that everywhere. They do. They should have... Uh, no, I'm saying... Uh, they do. Because almost every no, arena has they, those no, boards they do now. not. Not in Toronto. Well, almost, almost every arena has those. But if, if your building doesn't it. have it, that's your problem. I don't like it. It's just weird. Yes, I understand. It's like the when they first put the... The boards, the changing boards on the side, at like I think Florida did it for a couple of years. It's weird. I mean, I, I I let it go. The problem is if there's if it's in the corner. Now, because the idea is that it's going to be on the boards, not above the boards, yeah. on the boards. Yes, yeah, it's going to be in the boards. You're going to get a shot, a long range shot, and somehow that puck's going to go in the line of vision of the goaltender, and you're going to have a massive hoopla with the players' union. I'm just saying it's got to go through the committee. The all this stuff has to go through the competition committee. Huh? The puck, the light, you're going to see the light, and the puck's going to go through the light, and somehow it's going to blur the goaltender's vision. I just don't like the it. The light? The light from the, the clock. It's going to be in the boards. It's not going to be that bright. It's going to take away dashing board space. I don't know what the exact plan is, but if it's going to be like well, a bright light. Well, if they have it like they did for the All-Star game or whatever, they're going to have a dashboard board space for the NHL app, and then the boards on the clock over it. They The NHL would just have to buy that advertisement space but it's i don't know it's weird another rule that can just go away yeah um they're talking about well talking about tom wilson talking about dumb players um some teams when they have players that are suspended um technically they come off the cap and they come off the main roster so therefore no yes no yeah no, I'm reading the thing here. When Tom, it, Wilson spent, when Tom Wilson spent 14 games, uh, received reliefs from Wilson's roster spot and were able to list him as a non-roster but non-roster player, but the team was forced to carry his salary cap hit. So, Oh, that's right. So they're talking about maybe not allowing that. Right, so... But like, there's some, like they want to be like, well, if he's spending 20 games, we shouldn't have to pay for it. Well, so what, you Buttercup? Sh- you should still have to pay for it. You should still yeah, have him... I think personally, that's what Sarah Valley says. Sarah Valley reports that some teams want it and a lot of teams don't, which is why I think this one's just going to go out the door. These are just stuff that they have been they have been listed. 
I really think it's I if you do like you say, Alex, do the time, do the crime, or do the crime, do the time, whatever. Exactly. And you should have to pay for it. You know what? Tom Wilson's a dumb schmuck, and you're the one. You're the, you're the idiots that signed him for seven plus million dollars. Exactly. So you should be. First of all, you should be fined for that. Second of all, I mean that's just the long and short of it. You do something dumb, and you have to pay for it. What are you gonna do? Get relief for having a guy take a guy's head off? Uh, no. Yeah. Um, another thing that happened, <clears throat> kind of, kind of with. Uh, I think I was talked about. Yep. Uh, yeah, there. So goalie skate blades. Obviously, recently Tuka Rask had a situation where his his skate. Uh, blew off his, well, his blade blew off his oh, skate. This was a while ago, but yes. This was a little while ago. Um, so basically, they're thinking about possibly considering when a goalie loses his skate, it's the same situation as if a goalie loses his mask. And I kind of agree with this, because to, to a token, there is a blade of metal on the ice. Well, they, that means, okay, that means you're going to have to stop it entirely. If anyone ever loses a blade, you're going to have to stop the game entirely. Which Not th- just a goaltender, but a player, too. I think they should. Well, that's not what they're talking about. Well, I... Th- well, if I, you're just going to look at I goaltenders... I think this is the beginning if, of that, and then they should move on from that. If you're going to do it with the goaltenders, you got to do it with the players. This is coming from a goaltender here, folks. If you're... If I, well, trust well me. since we're talking about that, that was another thing that was discussed. What? Um, players must wear helmets. Oh, um... Okay, for both things. So they're talking about, first of all, they're talking about having no buckets and warm-ups, and they, the players should have it on. I mean, if you want to... I.e. the Taylor Hall situation way back when. Yeah, because he fell, and was Oscar Kleffbaum wasn't paying attention, yep. stuff like that. The, the, my thing is about it is, you do what you want. Craig, do what you want. These it, players are assets worth, worth millions and millions and of dollars. And you're right. You're paying millions and millions of dollars letting them make their own darn decision. Uh, well, this is the GM meeting, and GMs have a say in the place, so protect my but assets. Make them wear helmets. Competition committee, the Players Association has to agree on it. That's two very important bodies you have to go through, Alex. So, so whether or not that happens or not, some players like, a lot. Of, I mean, a lot of players like to wear, bu- I'd wear a bucket if I was warming up, yes. Absolutely. I'm not okay. getting my head taken off by a stray shot or whatever, that's or something going off the post. But that's your that's their decision. That's the player's decision. Now, what would happen, now, I mean... If you want to wear a bucket, go for it. If you don't, that's fine. And there's also the rule that the GMs are creating a draft um, to send to the players' committee, or the player association and the cha- the competition committee, that players must wear helmets. Now that said, what what I'm trying to say is they're going to adopt the international rule and the junior hockey rule. Is that if your bucket gets knocked off, you have to either a put it on right the heck away. No, you have to skate off the ice. Well, that's the AHL rule. The AHL rule is that if you lose your helmet during play, you must skate off. The well, the ice. international rule, from what it was when I remember, was that you could put it back on if you put it on right away. If you don't, if you keep I, yeah. playing, the play is dead, or you get a penalty or something. But you have to go back. You either do that or go to the bench. And that said, gameplay. Well, like I say, warm ups is one thing. Gameplay is another. You should be. You should try to be safe at all times, folks. Unfortunately, there's a reason why the, there's a, something called the Bill Masterton Award. Okay. Bill Masterton Award for player that shows more perseverance. That is because Bill Masterton died in 1967. Played for the Minnesota North Stars. Was a young rookie. Went throw a check. Didn't have a helmet on. Went headfirst on the boards. Died later that night. That's what I'm trying to say. That's why the Bill Masterton Award exists. Hence why I think you should be allowed to wear helmets. That's why everyone talks about Guy Lafleur always wearing a bucket and he got rid of the helmet. He played better because rookies at the time were forced to wear helmets. Right. And that's why now different it's... Time. That's why, obviously, now, if you come into the league, you must be wearing a visor, no matter what. 
And that's why it's this rule is kind of in grandfather. That's why visors are going to see them everywhere. There's well, eventually, I I wouldn't be surprised if they brought in cages. Don't you start that. Don't start that. Please don't. It's it, a, it's, it's gonna it's that's gonna make uh, that's the nev- that that's gonna be the next evolution of uh, masks. Stop it. Either that or they're gonna have to wear I'm throat guards. Not gonna talk to you because the Mitch Marner situation that uh, just happened with Johnny Boychuk. Yeah, players can do that. Players can wear throat guards. But will they make it mandatory? I, I'm not. I don't want it. I don't. This is something. This is where I get into the serious. I'm like, this is your decision. You can wear a cage if you don't want. I just don't want visors. One thing could protect your eyes. Your jawline. Who cares? And yes, can sticks go up in your under the visor? Yes. Who cares? No. What I'm saying is, you should be allowed to make your own decision. If you want to wear a full face shield, go ahead. If you want to wear a bucket, a full, like I said, if you want to do that, if you want to wear a visor, go for it. I like the idea of visors. I don't like the idea of forcing players to wear a full cage. I don't. Because, and this is why, uh, you know what? Like I said, call me old-fashioned. Call me Don Cherry's illegitimate son. But when you wear a bucket on, Alex, you watch an East, you go, you come down to Davenport and watch those games. Sticks are flying. Elbows are up. Who cares? Personal safety is no regard. Because why? They have the protection of the mask. Guys go hard in the corners. Guys do that. You watch a game and it's, Watch a college game compared to an OHL junior game. It's different. Yes, both t- players are trying to compete, try to uh, develop themselves into a player that can make it to the NHL, make it to pro hockey. But these kids are trying. But it's different. You can just tell. You'll never. You will. You'll see kids go barreling in the corners in college hockey NCAA in the states because I know in Canada you can wear the visor. You go barreling in the corner and no, with no regard for personal safety. Why? Because you're protected from sticks that may go up. At, and I hate whenever I see someone draw a high stick penalty in college when, it's, when he gets whacked in the mask and he throws his head up. You're wearing a mask! Well, it's a human reaction. If something comes towards your face, you flinch. Call that a goaltending thing, but I'm not good at that. Well, it's just... It's just a, that could be a personal thing. But when I'm, that's what I'm saying. I just keep the visors. It'll keep the players in check. Sort of. But... I don't like the idea of ever having to go to the cages. Right. Um, um, one thing that they were talking about with regards to standings, um, as of right now, regulation season tiebreakers. Oh, the regulation or the regular and overtime. The regulation overtime wins are a tiebreaker. Correct. And they're thinking about taking that away. I think, eh, you know, there's usually not too many ties except for when you're on the bubble. What are you going to do? Again, play an 83rd game of the season? Keep it. Dude. Well, it would just it would just be a matter of you know. What do you want head? To, I mean, if that's if you want head to head, be the first tiebreaker. Okay. I mean, that's uh, just a. Hey guys, we got about twenty minutes left in this meanwhile. If you want to talk about, I don't it. think that'll last too long. That's something that someone raised their hand up and said something. Yeah, probably. In the um, dumpster you go. Uh, another thing that was mentioned was the uh, the quote unquote pick your poison face off. Um, as of right now, in the National Hockey League, if one team draws a penalty, excuse me. Commits a penalty, the face-off, um, depending on the situation, it automatically goes into uh, the team that committed the penalty's defensive zone. Now, as of right now... No, 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 it's, it's going to... No, I, you're, the rule's wrong. The rule they're looking at changing is you can pick which face-off circle you want to take it at. That's what I'm saying. That it would be no, in the offensive but, zone, Alex. Well, the team that committed the penalty... Right, so yeah. if your guy slashes somebody, it goes into your defensive zone. It'd be the other team's offensive zone. That's what I said. 
Right. That's and how that, it is that's, right. That's how it is right now. But it just goes well, on whatever side of the ice the penalty's on, or whatever correct. the close to. That's what it's always been the rule. Literally what I just said. You were yeah, you were explaining the rule. You weren't explaining the fact the differentiate they're trying well, I'm to change. Ex- I'm explaining it for people that are listening to the podcast to learn hockey. If you they, have to be able to do this. Come on now, Ty. You know this. There's fans out do there I, that listen to the Davenport Athletic Network that are like, What's hockey? I watch football all day. What's hockey? Well, we do have a lot of listeners. Actually, I, I sh- oh, I'm gonna see Anyways. Can, let me see if I can try to pull up the... But as you just mentioned right then, so they're thinking about moving it from, instead of it just being on the side of the ice where the penalty was committed to, just choosing which circle, which, which could be a complete advantage to whatever team you are. Because if, if you have in- a right-handed shot, like Eric Carlson, and you can just tee him up right then and there, you're going to always pick... Uh, your re- your respective right face-off server. Even though he can't take a one-timer because he can't twist his ankle. But that's not here nor there. Needless to say. So I think... Now, Ian Tullock's sitting at home right now thinking, I can't go with another analytics department. It's another thing you have to look at. That one How is... How much the percentage of power play efficiency when they take from the left face-off circle from the right face-off circle and then they, you know, they just go to the center ice and how about that? I th- so that, that oh, one's kind of yeah. 50-50 that for me. That one's good. Well, I don't... You never know. Who cares? It's well. It's like isn't it like in the, in the NFL in the extra point. I want to do it from the left hash. I'm doing from the right. I'm doing it right in the middle. Pick wherever you want. Who cares? Your call. Well, that's what they're trying to do. Um, another thing that was brought up was well, with going back to the beginning of the season with Elias Patterson, no slamming. You're not allowed to take a person. Rock in, bottom. You're not allowed to take someone and pile drive them in the ice. Hey, Alex. I know. Alex. Don't, don't even. Don't Alex. even. Don't even. Alex. Don't even. If you go up to Dwayne Johnson and touch his butt, have you hit rock bottom? Yes. <laughs> and also in the background, I think someone should be there with a big old stereo with the one scene from Nemo where it's, he touched the butt. That was the Rocks theme song they did on wrestling. <laughs> um, so that was one thing. Another thing that they brought out. Well, it should be a severity penalty. Now, I wouldn't call it a penalty. I would just, just suspend roughing, hard roughing, double minor for roughing. They do well, it. Well, it'd be a suspension. They do it in EASHL. You can get five minutes for interference. You can get four minutes for dropping a guy on his head. Kind of going <laughs> along with suspensions, fines. And we just had the one. Fine, we'll talk about it. Jaden Swartz just got fined $5,000. Really? Yes, I got you. Nothing. Nothing. With the amount. With the amount that the dollar has, you know, changed to inflated, inflation is a thing, and especially with the amount of that these players are making per year, they are saying that potentially the fines of a max fine of five thousand dollars is a bit out of date. Well, the CBA potentially is up. potentially they could bring it up to ten thousand dollars, fifteen. Whoa, ten thousand dollars for guy that's making ten million. It's gonna be five million a year. That's well a lot. for some. Well, if if somebody's making you know seven hundred twenty-five thousand dollars a year, that's that's a bigger chunk of change than well, Brad Marchand. Well, that's why you don't do anything dumb. But needless to say, so they're saying that it's possibly out of date. And one thing we're gonna finish on today. Oh, I didn't get my chance to say something. What? I said I'm like, that's all I had to say. I'm like, that should go up a lot. Because I remember, well, who got there was a fine. Well, of getting no, not Malkin. Who got a, someone had Marchand. a fine. Yeah, anything Marshawn ever does, it only gets fined nowadays, it seems like. He just gets fined, fined, fined. Fifty, and that should, 
That's why I say Alex. 15, 20, 25, The CBA be interesting to see if you can, 40, if you can discuss 50, that because you should, dis- you should, like suspensions, if you get fined and you do the similar offense, the fine goes up each and every time and it increases. I agree. Next thing you know, you're paying half your contract. Whose fault is that? Yours, big shooter. I think every single time that they do it, it should be an extra $5,000. No, well, because, oh, yes, for that act, yes. For that act. Yes, if you sue for the guy, that's one thing. If you cross-check a guy hardly or hard slap, because there's, like, dangerous, they they get fined for dangerous trips, cross-checks, elbows, whatever. But that's where I I like that. But anyways. Um, And then the last thing that we're going to do before we head out here is going to be foul language. The general managers are talking about whether or not foul language, i.e. cursing, and, you know, next-level chirping, should be allowed in the league anymore. That. Well, I'm sorry. No, it's so dumb. It's hockey. Gordy Howe, Mr. Hockey himself, said there are two languages that every hockey player speaks. They're all bilingual. The Canadians were always trilingual. English and cursing. That's just how it is. It's hockey. What are you... Why? Are you really gonna... What kind of atom-level, novice-level, minor hockey system is this league now, Alex? That we cannot... That we're going to penalize players for cursing. Oh, we got cameras everywhere. We want to set a good example. Are you kidding me? I used to go to Dollar Beer and Dollar Dogs Nights when I was eight. And all the things they were said then? I was five. You were... Yeah! Who cares? You take... Okay, first of all, you should always... I had beer thrown on me when I was six years old. I... We had beer thrown on us when we were both... Well, you were a teenager at least, but yeah. Yeah. I was like 14, 15, somewhere around there. I was... Yeah. Anyways, but you know what I'm saying, Alex? It's like... First of all, if you never want to hear your kids swear, don't ever take them out in public. If you never want to see them... If you ever want to see something on TV that makes them swear or anything suggestive, don't let them watch TV. If you have a problem with it, it's... Hockey. It's in the heat of the... No, that's the stupidest. If this... If that that can't... That has got to have zero traction, right? Zero. It's got a little bit of traction. It's got to... No. If the league really is going to penalize players for swearing, I'm going to... Oh, my gosh. I, I'm not saying I'm going to give up on this league. But I'm telling you, man. The KHL is looking pretty nice. Because I won't understand what they're saying. You're right. Then I will not be offended by any cursing in Russian. Or any other language, or Chinese, whatever, all the other countries are in the KHL. But you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, but also the mob. It's, well, I, I'm over here watching it. See, I'm playing it smart. I'm on the other side of the country. Uh, other side of the globe. There's, 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 there may or may not be Russian influence here, Tyler. I'm not getting into that with you. But you know what I'm saying? It's stupid. How soft has this world, has this generation become that we're looking at penalizing players for swearing. I mean, as long as you don't do any racial slurs, I think you're fine. Oh, oh the racial... Oh, yes, racial stuff. Dude, well, yeah. That, that, that's, that's, that's gutless. That's, that's gutless that's whole a, bag that's, stuff. That's, that's a game. That's... No, that's a... No, that's an ass-kicking. Well, A, that's an ass-kicking. B, that's a game. C, you should probably get suspended and a fine. But, like, dropping the F-bomb. Well, yeah. S- saying... Saying super, what? Saying super... <laughs> saying super high drop... <laughs> <laughs> For those of you that are hearing a lot of beeps right now, I'm just going off. He's going for the words. <laughs> but, you know, but it's, I just, I, it's pathetic. 
it is pathetic that this this world now you're yes you're no before this is what it is but it's bush league it's dumb how this world has come from just it, the way it is I don't understand it this and you know what I you know what I know what I know what year I was don't born don't say it I know what year I was born I know what year you were born and I know a lot of these players years have been born by the this way mo- this neither mo- of us are millennials yes we are no we're not yes we are we're not we're not thank goodness. Woo! Suck it, millennials! Wait, are we really? Wait, what, what? We're not. Wait, how does... What is a millennial now? It was like 1989 to whatever now. Oh, boy. Let me look this up. Please look quick. this up. Because it's this millennial atti- millennialist attitude, Alex. It's, okay. I, I want the exact definition of what we are so I can bash it. Okay? Because this is pathetic. That anyone that these... Yes, I know. We always joke about this old boys club, this old white men's club running the league. But of all the people that these guys say we should do it because it looks bad on camera when we have players mouthing off. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Are you serious? That swearing is a problem? Yes, if you drop an F-bomb, if you're a kid to an adult, that's disrespectful. You're grown men playing a hockey game, playing a sports game, playing an athletic event. You should be allowed to swear. If you you have a problem with swearing, don't swear. Don't repeat it. You don't want your kids watching it? Turn off the TV. All right, so we have the we have the statistics of a millennial. Traditionals, nineteen thirty to nineteen forty-five. Baby boomers, nineteen forty-six to nineteen sixty-four. Generation X, nineteen sixty-five to nineteen seventy-six. Millennials, nineteen seventy-seven to nineteen ninety-four. Your year is the cutoff point. Anything after nineteen ninety-four is considered Gen nine eleven or Gen what? Z. <laughs> oh, Gen Z. Okay. Um, can we not? Really? People that were alive before 9-11? Well, before slash after. Okay, so we're not millennials, thank goodness, but... We're Gen Z! But that's the weird part, because, like, I should have been born in 1970-whatever. I I feel like... You should have been born in 1930. I should have been born... No, no, because you want to know... 1872! Baseball was born, and as was I. But, hey, man, remember that Civil War happened a couple years ago? No, I wasn't born yet. Well, you know... Nope. Hopefully. Nope. Okay. But it's dumb that this, and I I could go on in one of those massive dumb TED Talks, whatever they always people always talk about, but is this really a problem, swearing in hockey? You're right. You should never swear to a customer or a employee that you never met before or a boss that, you know, you don't really know well and you really don't despise. If you despise him, go for it. Do all out. Trust me, I'm in that same situation. Not with Davenport, by the way, now with the ECHL, and now with Puck77, my full-time job. I should clarify that now, so if anyone's listening, they don't call up Ryan, they don't call up Josh, they don't call up Valerie because I don't want them getting mad at me. For, I'm not, it's not them. It's my other job, the job where the most of the money comes from. But Cabela's. Yes, that place that you told me not to go after. Correct. You're, do, you're, doing, you're doing me bad, Alex. I'm going to do a thing. Anyways, you're upset. I'm very upset. That That's a thought. And this is probably the longest we've gone on any of these topics, except for probably the, the fighting thing. And the Leafs as a whole. No, I'm talking about the GM stuff, GM talk stuff. Yeah. That's why I finished last. This is, I'm Tyler, and this is my GM talk. That was bad. That was bad. That was bad. Really? Yeah. Is that, what is that how you say it, though? The TED Talks? Like, this is, I'm Tyler, and this is my TED Talk, or something no. like that? How do you How do you do it, Alex? You say, thank you. No. You, you, have your, you have your concluding statement. You say something that gets to the point and leaves the 
audience with something to think about, and then you say, thank you. I thought you were supposed to say, this is my TED Talk. No. Oh, okay. Well, I, yeah, clearly I don't know how to do this, Alex. Do I know how to YouTube? No, clearly not, because the camera's been gone forever. I mean, the camera's actually right over there. But the, uh, the editing software we had kind of frizzed out on us. Well, frizzed out on me. It got really annoyed. And the fact that you put up enough stinking Naran icons. We had that whammy episode, which ruined everything. Whammy! Yep, that one. Um, yeah. What do we got coming up here, Alex? We got, we got it's March. We got Work. Nothing. I've got a lot. You got a lot. You're not. I got women's across. I still haven't heard from Ryan yet if I'm calling that game, but whatever. You are. I am? Okay. We're streaming it. We're streaming it? I'll be there. 10 a.m. in Holland. Yep, Holland, Michigan. At 10 a.m. Hey, at least we have an amazing press box to sit in. I don't mind the press box. Oh, you'll be able to sit in it for once. I don't mind the press box. No, 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 the one at Hope. You know, because they play on the soccer field? Yeah, the van. Oh, no, yeah, I know. The good one. <sighs> it's actually nice. It's going to be heated. And they're going to put you inside. Boo, they should keep you outside. They're going to put... I'm going to sit on actual other seats. Oh! Woo! Oh, boy. On that bombshell, thank you so much for listening. Make sure to involve yourself in the conversation using the hashtag TKP, hashtag The Keel Podcast, and make sure to comment or message us or try to post on our page at The Keel Podcast. That's at T-H-E-K-U-E-H-L-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. If you cannot read what you're listening to, Alex has helped you out there. Thank you, Alex, for helping out the people that are... Oh, I guess you're helping out the dyslexic. There you go. Well, yeah. Well, good for you, Alex, trying to make a difference in the world. I mean, it wouldn't help when they're trying to type it, though. Ooh, boy. <laughs> Voice command! Hey, Tyler, uh, do you want to help us write this out? Because Tyler, he's illiterate. Yeah. Anyway. Goodbye, everybody. Bye.